Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Episode 67 of Below the Belt. Welcome all you feckless cunts. Um, <laughs> myself and Felonius Phil for on Skype. We've been sat Stop. here for, for like, what, an hour trying to work out how to do a Skype call. Feels like it. Feels like an hour. Yeah, we've just been sat here just trying not so much doing the call. We obviously know how to call each other, but it's doing the recording and all that. So apologies in advance to all our listeners to what this may sound like. Uh, we're doing our best. We miss Flav so much. Um, how are you, bud? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. Feels like it's been ages. Um, it's a bit of a fallow time of year for boxing, isn't it? So yeah, not much to really chat about. Yeah, it was dry January, wasn't it? Uh, not not just in terms of drinking for some people, but for boxing, like. Uh, myself and Flav recorded at the end of January and as I said on that pod there was stuff happening but it was kind of like middle of the road stuff that you know it was all on at four o'clock in the morning on Box Nation it was just like whatever you know kind of thing uh I'll what you know you end up watching it at some point And, and I've said this before on the podcast once you know a result your desire to watch the fight drops by about 70 percent that's what I always say yeah, it's it's true, especially if it goes to a decision. If it's a 12 points, you know, wide decision, it's like, OK, what am I going to do with my Sunday? Am I going to watch, you know, am I going to watch this this wide decision or am I going to fucking watch the football? What's on the live football? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, we thought we'd jump on and do this because it's it's uh, it's Wilder Fury 2 for the WBC Ring Magazine and lineal heavyweight championships first question t are you excited um i am but not uh, i don't know it doesn't have the feel of, of a matchroom um, event really kind of just being below the surface it's not been very well organized but i think when the bell rings i'll definitely be excited then feels like one of those yeah i feel like furies i, I feel like because it, it's like a joint promotion it's like top rank and it's um pbc pbc they're not good at promoting are they and because wilder doesn't have a promoter per se uh everything's kind of been especially over here the the focus has been on fury more um yeah. there was like the itv program did you watch that the itv program about fury? no I've, I've i've not watched it but they've been kind of hawking it on the talk sport pod a fair bit yeah it's kind of kind of a puff piece you know yeah. um one thing i will say about this fight no matter if you're a boxing fan or not everyone even though it's not it doesn't the hype doesn't feel massive a lot of people are talking about it my mum came up to me today and said that that 
guy that Fury's fighting, I don't like him. He's not a sportsman. He, <laughs> he was pushing that Tyson at the way, and that's not sportsmanlike at all. Ali wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's what she said to me, and I said, Mum, Muhammad Ali, when he fought George Foreman, he said, Ali Bumbaye, and that translated into kill him, Ali. (laughs) She went, what? I was like, yes, Ali wasn't the nice guy you think he was. (laughs) It's crazy about perception, though, isn't it? I mean, boxing is getting a bit like like football, where you've just got to be completely partisan. You know, um, Fury's got his his own transgressions as it is, and... You know, Deontay Wilder's talking about bodies on the record and um, Fury made some um, fairly ropey comments um, while he was suffering from, from the heart of his mental health issues. So yeah. they've both got their skeletons in the closet, but they're both, great, they're both great characters and they both can sell a fight. It's just that I don't feel that the back end have had matches their ability to sell, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think Fury has, has the machine behind him in, in America um i don't think there's a better promoter in america than top rank you know i don't like bob arum at all but he gets it right he knows how to match fighters he's got the espn deal he's had tyson fury on wwe tv like bob arum and his machine they get it but that's not really translated over here frank warren doesn't have that kind of juice over here to promote tyson fury really he's got they'll talk about you know the only time you'll see anything on bt sport is during the football they'll talk about it during the football won't they and other than that who's watching bt sport you know um whereas sky sky have got you know eddie hearn and matchroom and sky they've got the sky sports news they've got yes they've got they've got premier league football and they've got they've just got more resources to throw at it don't they yeah it definitely feels that way i mean very much i mean it was a massive um coup for frank warren to get tyson fury um but yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like he's like he's quite breaking through to the mainstream over here. He's someone who's, if you know a bit about boxing, you know you know who he is. But he's not, he's not like Anthony Joshua, who you know housewives and everyone in the street will know who he is. Mm. I I don't it, know, maybe maybe I'm off the mark. It, I think it probably helps Matram and Eddie Hearn and and Sky. The Adam Smith there is a head of boxing, and it's Adam Smith, and he really really pushes the sport and he's really in with um with the head of sky sports as well and i think i think it's it's a priority over there at sky although i know perhaps adam smith doesn't hasn't felt like that in the last you know 12 months or so since the design deal came in but i think there's probably <laughs> there's probably just a bit more desire isn't there from sky to to push it plus they've got Anthony joshua who is actually a proper household name you know he's on graham norton and all of that you know you could put tyson fury on graham norton but you'd be You'd be running the risk. <laughs> You'd be running the risk of, of something happening. Um, I'm not. I am quite excited about it. Although I, you know, I've said it a hundred times. I I don't get. I don't really consume too much before fights. A lot of it's kind of just noise, and so I just I just want the fight to happen now. I'll buy the fight and I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I'll watch it kind of thing. Um, but I think once the once I do wake up at four o'clock in the morning, I think I will be really, really excited. Um, and I think it'll probably do pretty good numbers over here. Um, maybe not in America, but it, I think it will. I think it will over here. Uh, I think it's I think it will do well. Um, I was going to ask you something else that's left my mind. It'll definitely surprise people how well the fight does. 
Yeah, I think it'll get like a lot of last minute buys. I think a lot of people will go, oh, yes, yeah, watch the fight. You know, people will be on a night out or whatever and come in and go, oh, yeah, the fight's on there. I think it'll get a lot of late, late, late money. Did you see earlier on about the betting odds on the fight? No, I saw, I was on a forum the other day and I saw, like, I don't know if it was Paddy Power, one of them, what the odds they had. But I don't know on my hand, what were they? They were, they're both exactly the same. Okay, so what, just heavily in favour of um, Wilder? No, 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 no. no they are complete equals there no one's the favorite oh okay 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 I guess, is, it depends, I guess it depends on where you are yeah that's it well it depends on what but that would have changed by now at time of recording but it was just a uh, something that i saw on twitter earlier on that one of the bookmakers had them completely identical and couldn't separate them and it's that close uh I, we did uh, at boxing monthly we did our predictions and that was split completely down the middle it is one of those fights where you could see you could see i think for most people it's either a fury decision or a wilder knockout is that fair yeah but i think you know eddie hearn kind of <laughs> threw a bit of shade saying you know he, yeah. was, he was certain that fury was going to win and now he's not so sure because of stuff he's heard and i guess the the elephant in the room is the cut yeah it's yep. the cut i mean has it been given enough time to heal i mean wilder's not known you know, the greatest jabber in the world, but surely they're going to be looking at, uh, is it the right eyelid and trying to, you know, trying to get some joy there. I mean, it's over 40 stitches, so it wasn't an inconsiderate, wasn't an, wasn't a small cut, it was a massive cut. So I feel that's going to play a factor in how people predict it. Mm. So, yeah, that he, that was in September. So February now, so what's that, five months, just over five months since, since the Otto Valin fight and... Yeah, is that enough? You'd think so, but it was a really, really bad cut. And it's one of those where once you get a cut that bad, it is going to open again. It is going to open again. The scar tissue's there now. It's not gone away. It's just about, I think it will, it probably will reopen. It's just about how how the cut man deals with it and how he handles it. But uh, then how, will, how long will they let the fight last? I mean, because it was... Or stacked in Fury's favour, let the fight go on against um, Valin. But if that cut opens up again, I don't think he'll be given 12 rounds to to box his way around it. Yeah, and I think with with this time around, it's not. Uh, it's it, you know this this time around, it, it's not Jack Reese you know who's the referee who's he's going to let fighters go on. It's Kenny Bayless this time, um, and Kenny Bayless is I think he's a very very good referee. Um, but I, he's not shy. He will stop a fight. And even though it's, you know, it's kind of the doctor, but it's the doctor, it's kind of the doctor's call, but ultimately the referee will stop the fight. And I think if it, if it, the cut is similar to it was in the Valin fight, I think Kenny Bayless probably will stop it. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, I think he would. Uh, they, they, because this time it's in Vegas as well. There's three completely different judges from the first fight. Because the first one was in LA. This is Vegas judges. So it's Glenn Feldman, Dave Murray and Steve Weisfeld. They're, veteran veteran judges so i don't think there's going to be any fuckeries really with the judges i don't think we're going to see a wild card or anything but you just you never know really and if it if it's like the first fight and there's knockdowns galore that does fuck with the cards and you could just see something wild kind of happen really um it's what have you changed your mind in terms of a prediction like since it's been announced and now like have you have you had that kind of back and forth in your mind about what you expect to happen internally yes yeah. i have changed my mind lots but externally i've been telling everyone i think wilder stops him 
and I've got to kind of stick with it because I've kind of said it out loud. I can't, I can't flip on it. But um, I've, I've gone back and forth. I mean, as as we alluded to earlier on, you've got the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilder's relatively fresh. I mean, to be fair, the Ortiz fight might have taken a bit out of him, but I just think that you know the twelfth round. Who is it affected more psychologically? There's so many, there's so many um, intangibles and variables here because, as I said, you've got the cut. You've got round twelve. Mm-hmm. And you've kind of got what Fury's done since then, which is one fight where he's in the is it Uncle Sam gear for the Schwartz fight. Yeah. And then he has a Valine fight who was expected to kind of, you know, steamroller and he ended up struggling. So and then he changes trainers. There's just so many there's so much drama leading up to this fight, we just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's true, and it's you know, I think there's a lot of you know, we always say you're as good as your last fight and you know Deontay Wilder was not good for for seven and a half, you know, for all for six and a half rounds. He was not good at all, but then found a shot because he always finds a shot. And then again with Tyson Fury, box he boxed well, but then in the last he gets cut, he gets cut early and gets hurt badly in the last round. Uh, so neither of them are coming into this on great form. You make a good point about the changing of trainers. Do you think that's going to have a big effect on Fury? Well, you know, we have often said that, you know, people like Frampton and Fury, they're so experienced that mm-hmm. the trainer is just there to kind of keep them ticking over. It doesn't, they're not going to teach them anything new. But I've not heard Fury talk about a knockout so much for a while. So yeah. it's just really weird. But then Fury is the king of the mangas. He might be saying all sorts of stuff just to get in there and wild his head. You know, saying, yeah, I'm going to go for the knockout in round two. Yeah. And... Surely, if you go to the knockout, he's going to get himself seriously hurt. So, yeah, Fun yeah, up. yeah. He's he's you know he's with uh, Sugar Sugar Hill Stewart. Uh, yeah, they're you know as a gym. Yeah, they are they are quite they're quite aggressive in terms of their style. You know, Adonis Stevenson, Thomas Hearns. You know, these guys are knockout artists. But then Manny Stewart, he trained Vlad Klitschko for a long time. He trained Lennox Lewis for a long time, and those guys. Yes, they got a lot of knockouts, but they also knew how to keep it on the back foot, put their front foot forward, keep it long, which Fury can do if he wants to. So there is the experience in that camp where Fury could could box, he could box long, or he could go for the stoppage. I I think you know, like like you've just said, that Fury is what Fury is. He's going to revert to type. He'll box long. He'll probably suit Southpaw at some point he'll go for points or he won't go for points. He'll just box how he boxes uh, and Wilder will come forward. I'd just be interested. I think what's interesting for me more, not so much is Fury. It's what Wilder does. Does he just go windmilling in? Does he use his jab a little bit more? Does he throw more straight shots than he did in the first fight instead of throwing hooks? Because it was the straight shot that found the knockout against Ortiz. Uh, and, and again, talking about the cut with, you, those straight shots are going to be what opens it up, the jabs and the, and the str- straight right down the pipe. Um, it's going to be interesting for both men, but I'm, I'm more interested in what Wilder does differently because most people will say that he lost most more rounds in the in the in the first fight, and so is it him that does he have to adapt? Um, yeah, I think he probably does have to change something, doesn't he? Well, yeah, I think he was disappointed with his own performance in that first fight. You know, he said as much in interviews this week that, you know, he was just losing so many rounds, losing focus, but he, but he's just got that mentality that he can always win a fight. 
and even up to round 12, we could have just, um, you know, given up. But that knockdown in the last round probably, well, got in the draw. It did. So it's, it's, it's mad when you've got that in your arsenal. You, you think, I don't have to fight the perfect fight. He's often said that. Mm. Yeah. But maybe you'll need to fight the perfect fight to beat Fury, though. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he, he could because Fury is probably the best boxer at heavyweight, isn't he? He is. And he's he's six foot nine. He's 19 stone. Or according to the rumours, he's much more than 19 stone. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a few, few. So he does have to fight the perfect fight, Wilder. But, well, we, no, he doesn't because all he has to do is find a shot because Fury can be hurt. You know, he can be dropped. He can be hurt. Uh, and I think the consensus, I think that the consensus is that if Wilder hurts Fury again, he's going to finish him off this time. Um, I, I, you can't keep, you just can't keep getting up. Do you know what I mean? You just can't keep getting knocked down and keep getting up. But, you know, perhaps, perhaps, well, perhaps Fury's, uh, got that in. What did you, what did you make of all those rumors that were going around about? So one was about the weight. And then one was about he's not been sparring because of the cut. Do you think that's just silly rumours? That's that's just kind of it's par for course. Uh, there might be an element of truth in them. I mean, as I said, Fury is someone you just cannot read at all. Mm. You know, he came off that layoff and he had two easy fights, and he, you know, and he almost beat Wilder. Um, as for as for the rumours, he wore he wore quite a lot of clothes at the face off yesterday. So maybe that to hide whether he's put on loads of weight or if he's, you know, in the best shape of his life. Yeah. But I'd be amazed if he's not done any sparring, if he's changed the trainer as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I believe that, that he's that he's not done any sparring. I think they'd they have Vaseline his face up royally and they'd have put, you know, he'd have been, you've got to spar, you've got to spar. In a fight like this, you have to spar. Unless, you know, because it sounds like there's going to be a third fight regardless of what happens. Or, but, you yeah. know, perhaps he's already just thinking about the third fight. You know, he perhaps believes in himself enough that, well, look, I can outbox this guy even without sparring, you know. And I think that is, that's, I think I could see Fury believing that. Because Fury is very much a, he's a natural, he's just a natural boxer. He's a natural fighter. And like like you've already said, I don't think a change of trainer really makes much of a difference. And perhaps not having the best preparation in the world has makes much of a difference for a guy like Fury, who's just he's been doing it forever, and he's so much a better box, a natural boxer than than Deontay Wilder is that perhaps he feels like he can he can beat Wilder without having to have the perfect camp. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's interesting. I, I could believe it. I could believe those rumors. Um, they're not the most outrageous things in the world, but it wouldn't be a fight week without them. No, exactly, exactly. So I guess we've kind of, so I guess we've kind of got to ask um, what what a win for either does for the division. You know, what would be best for the division? I mean, I've long I've had a long held belief that Joshua V Wilder is a fight that that I want to see. Um, if Fury wins, then you know, obviously Joshua V Fury does big numbers over here, mm. but I'd rather see Joshua v. Wilder because don't know what's going to happen there. If Joshua fights Fury, Fury's just going to punch his head up, just going to box his face off for mm. for twelve rounds. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. I think I think the bigger fight for the division is Joshua Wilder because you've got an American, um, you've got an American element to it, and you've had you've you know you've had Joshua who's boxed in America. It didn't go very well, but that's almost good that it didn't go very well. 
because people can now see there's a vulnerability there about Joshua. The American audience can see mm. that he's vulnerable. He can get hurt. He can get stopped. And they've seen what Wilder can do. But they've seen vulnerability with Wilder as well, getting outboxed as much as he does. Been buzzed a couple of times. Got buzzed by Fury. Um, got buzzed by Ortiz. So they're, they're both vulnerable, but they can both crack. And then, like I said, Deontay Wilder's American. So you've got more of the American market there. He talks a great game. Uh, I agree with you. Fury's Fury Joshua's bigger over here. It's, it does massive numbers over here. It would be stadium fight. It would do tons on pay-per-view. Every, literally everybody would watch it. It'd be, it'd be like a fucking royal wedding over here. It would be... <laughs> It was yeah. just, yeah, you know, two Brits for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. It, yeah, it would make, you know, Lewis Bruno look like a four rounder. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got to stop laughing at my own jokes on podcasts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that would be massive, massive, massive over here. But that American money's different. It's just, it's next level, especially Vegas, uh, it's especially Vegas, which is where the, the you know, the, the fight's taken place this weekend, you know, the MGM grand. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, so you saying you think Wilder's going to win? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, tell us. I think it tops him. Um, I would say round eight, round eight. Do you know, that's what I was going to have, you know, I was going to have round eight. Because uh, I saw that if you were just going to be out boxing him, guess overconfident, then gets Harold Grahamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've, I have had a little flip flop late. As it's got closer, I've started to think, oh, maybe Fury will just outbox him. You know, maybe he'll just yeah. outbox him and just. I've been the same, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> beat him wide down, beat him wide, and just stay on his feet. You know, and that's we've said this in podcasts in the in the past. I've always held the belief that if Fury stays on his feet, he wins the fight. I think that's that's still true, and perhaps he will stay on it, stay on his feet, and just win nine rounds to three um beat him comfortably um but there's just a lot a lot of things with fury there's his performance against valin there's the cut there's the change of trainer there's the wwe there's the retirement talk you know he's talking about retirement a lot you yeah. don't hear wilder talking about retirement but you're hearing fury talking about it quite a bit and once you start to do it you're halfway once you start talking about it, you're halfway there yeah you know, it's almost like Fury is almost too much of an open book in in his way, just just being very honest, sharing his every thought. Mm. And maybe it's part of the whole new image that he's got going on. Mm. And I, you know, I think you know he's retired before, you know, and he's talking about MMA, he's done WWE, he's done all these things, and it just makes me think mm, you've shown in the past that you know you don't the boxing's not everything to you you've shown that when you retired before yes there was some mental health issues there and you know of course we take that seriously but is it you know it does show that perhaps you know boxing's not everything to him he doesn't need it he doesn't need it in his life he's made plenty of money he's made played especially made plenty of money since signing with top rank yeah he has said that though that boxing's not his life but it's just what it's just all he knows how to do yeah yeah so that that's what's really that's what's all of those small things nothing really about the two boxers and their styles it's more about how fury's been in in recent months it's making me think that you know maybe you're just not in love with this and and wilder just wants it more and wilder's going to get him out of there 
Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick as well. I think Wilder's going to get him out of there. I think yeah, middle middle to late rounds. So I think maybe yeah, nine round eight, round nine, something like that. Um, if I forget to do my below the belt prediction, then that's it. I'll call it round nine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have not done one in a while because there's just been nothing. There's just been nothing to really get people's juices going and get people to do prediction league. But you, you, you don't really get. I mean, I guess in February I don't get that many. I guess the only reason five and a fight in February is um the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's it because you want to advertise on the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Um, so we're both we're both picking Wilder. Um. Yeah, and like you said, it's not a sexy time of year for boxing. But what is a sexy time for year for boxing is May, Cinco de Mayo weekend, or Cinco de Mayweather weekend, whatever you prefer. Uh, and it looks like that Billy Joe Saunders is going to get the call to fight Canelo Alvarez. Is that a surprise? Uh, I guess it is, but then it, it vindicates him moving to matchroom, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. a surprise, really, because once Canelo binned off the, the, the light heavyweight title he became the mandatory for whatever division he moved into yeah which was always going to be super middleweight because he wasn't going to go he wasn't going to drop 15 pounds and go back to middle so uh it made sense he would go to super middle billy joe saunders has that belt so it just it did make the most sense and callum smith is probably even though I'm, he probably lost to john Ryder, he's probably a little bit more risky than billy joe saunders isn't he well yeah i think uh, De La Hoya kind of put out a statement, didn't he, that Callum Smith turned down the offer? Yeah, yeah. There was probably some. He would have made more money from that than he would have made than he's ever made in his life by far. You know, hundred percent. Um, I imagine there probably was there rehydra- rehydration clause in there. Probably there probably was. But when you're fighting the pound for pound number one, the money draw, you've got a you are the B side. You know, you're. Callum Smith, what does he bring to the table in America? Who's who in America is would have even heard of Callum Smith? Really? I can't see. I can't even see who else he fights apart from maybe Plant. And even then, Plant doesn't make him any money. No, he wouldn't be able. I don't think he'd be able to take that to Anfield either, which is what he wanted. Yeah, I want to see, and I've said this before. I want to see Callum Smith fight Gennady Golovkin. Gennady Golovkin's just he, he he's just pulled out of his well not pulled out but his he's just about to fight defend his title in a mandatory defense. Yeah, got his calf muscle. And he's done his calf muscle. And what is he doing at 38 years of age, defending a, a belt at middleweight for uh, in a mandatory? Cont- what are you doing? Like, what is the point? You don't need. To, you're not going to be undisputed middleweight champion. It's not going to happen. Because, you know, Andrade probably won't fight him. And then one of the belts is uh, Charlo's got one of the belts. So he's not going to fight Charlo. So what is he What is he looking for? So I've just always just thought, why don't you just move up and fight Callum Smith at super middleweight, win a second, win a belt in a second division. It'd be Ring Magazine belt as well. I just think it's, it's, it's an easy one. And so, you know, for Callum Smith, he needs something big now because he's, he's not getting a Canelo gig and he's not getting a Billy Joe Saunders gig, which... You know, we, we would have been a good backup for Callum Smith. Oh, absolutely. He needs uh, something, doesn't he? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Agree. He can't just fight another pudding. You know, Callum well, Smith can't just fight another... What, was he fight John Ryder again? I don't know what's on the table for him. There's <sighs> nothing on the table for him at all. And the the Super Series is meant to kind of boost his career because until then he was kind of just treading water. You know, someone who had a lot of potential but was taking ages to get a title shot. 
and then World Boxing Super Series happens, and then he takes a, a break after that. When if you've just won that, you got to be fighting straight away. Um, mm. I mean, you you sick four months after winning it, and that's what you've got to do. Mm. You know, and speaking of World Boxing Super Series, I, I believe that Gassiev has pulled out of his upcoming fight as well. So he's another yeah. one that's not really struck while at iron's hot. No, it's it's. it's... It's a real shame, isn't it? It really is a real shame. You know, Usyk, you know, he's gone up to heavy and you, you know, I really wanted to see him win a, win a version of the middleweight title this year. Um, heavy, you mean? Heavy, what did I say? Um, yeah, sorry, uh, of the heavyweight title this year. You know, and he's he keeps getting injured all the time. Gennady Golovkin keeps getting injured all the time and now it seems Gassiev's getting injured as well. It's a real shame that these guys, you know, that they're, they're not really jumping to that next weight division and really, really trying to uh yeah trying to cement their legacy really um and just the last thing just before we go to uh dubois against joe joyce does that get your juices going yeah i guess it does a bit of a lovely domestic fight they um they um they announced the fight so i forgot to put the word there um on gmb and it was very very awkward and i suspect we're going to see many more awkward press conferences but it's a great fight, a brilliant fight. Um, you got Joe Joyce of all the amateur experience, and you got Dubois, who could be the next big thing coming out of the UK. Mm. I think I think Joe Joyce has made a good move by getting a hype man. I think that was a good move. Uh, his name's Sam Jones, I think. Yeah, his Sam name Jones. Is. Yeah, yeah. It's like his manager slash hype man. I think that's a good move. I think you know someone's gone. Look, Joe, public speaking's not your thing. Why don't we get you? Why don't we get you someone, a flavor flav, to, to to be your hype man and just say <laughs> say wild shit for you, you know? And it gets people's go, it gets people riled up, you know. And I, I think it's not it's not a bad thing. And maybe Daniel Dubois could do one of those as well, you know, someone to do the talking for a manager, a Bobby the Brain Heenan type, or a Bundini. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember his name, like a Bundini, you know, someone like yeah. someone like him to just do the talking for him. Ali never needed a talker really, but. You know, having someone else there, I suppose it can't hurt. And it gets you, you know, you, if if Joe Joyce, he's not selling the most tickets. So if he's got a, someone there that winds people up, people will pay to see him lose. And that's oh, exactly. almost, and that's just as valuable as people, people paying to see you win. You know, the pound note doesn't change value either way. So I think it's a smart move on Joyce's part. I really do. Uh, so no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to take Alex and uh, going to go with Alex and uh, should be good fun. Um yeah, no, not not canapes, not canapes. Times are hard. <laughs> it should be, it should be a good night. Yeah, it should be, it should be. Depends on what the what the undercard is, uh, what the undercard is for it, and then nothing's been announced yet, but it's still a couple of months away. And there's nothing really much for the what for the uh, undercard for this weekend, really. On I was going to say, speaking of which, you've kind of missed someone. Yeah, what Charles Martin? Yeah, walks the earth like a god. Walks the earth like a god. He's fighting Gerald Washington. That's actually a yes, pretty decent yeah. little fight. You know? It's not not bad at all. Yeah, that's that's pretty decent, you know. They're you know um, Washington's lost three out of his last six. You know Charles Martin is still kind of, you know, he's still kind of rebuilding. You know, he he, uh, he lost to Adam Kalnaki and he's lost obviously lost to Anthony Joshua as well. I've been uh, a controversial one then. Yeah, it was it was on a decision, um, but you know, I think it was quite close. Uh, I'm quite close on the cards. I'm not sure that, that Charles Martin won it, but yeah, that'll be in that'll be a interesting one you can see what they've done with that undercard it's just a cheap undercard isn't it it's they've done they've not put anything special on it it's just they've put a few fights on it but really all the money's going to the main eventers absolutely 
as it probably should really there's no point putting an absolute worldie of a fight on it and having to split the money so i understand it yeah 100 percent. i mean it's not as i said that's probably why that's probably what happens in tyson fury fights and you know and there's really many decent undercards yeah yeah no it doesn't it doesn't really and you know frank warren doesn't have much of a stable for anyone to put over there isaac lowe's boxing on the undercard yeah uh, and then you know top rank have got a, they've got a few fights on there um and then pbc have got they've got a couple of fights on the on, on the undercard as well so it's you know it's nothing nothing amazing but it'll you know it'll kill the time kill the time you know before the before the big fight i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be good it will be yeah, i think it's gonna be a good fight and then the rubble match i imagine will be not long after it summertime it needs to be. They can't let that wait a year. I mean, it lost so much momentum. If they'd have rematched immediately, it would have been so much a bigger fight than, than it is now. Yeah, because it was a great fight the first time. And that whole thing with the knockdown, the late knockdown and Fury getting up, it was a, you know, it was great. It was great TV. Everyone was talking about it. And then he decided, you know, Fury decided to fight Tom Schwartz and, you know, um, Otto Valin. I think he was just, he's just trying to make as much money as he can. And I understand that. And I I wouldn't be surprised if after the, the, the third Wilder fight, he jacks it in because he's talking about it enough. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. All right. All good. Okay. Oh, all right, nice one, nice one. That'll do. That'll do. I'll get fucking out. R.I.P. to fucking Ty and Booth's YouTube channel. Oh God, yeah. It's gone, isn't it? But it might, it might have something in the office. Someone says probably got rid of it because there's probably something bigger around the corner. So that God was knows. what I. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got something bigger. I think he's got something bigger coming up. Um, actually, let me just ask you before we go. What did you think about Umar IFL Umar? Um, we've all said dumb shit but it wasn't even that long ago yeah but um, you know as I've said on, on, on the fighting cock um, the best apology is change behaviour mm. you know um, you've got people like Anthony Fowler saying he won't fight you know he won't speak to him anymore but ultimately you knew him as a good bloke and he's probably learned from those comments he probably met people like Anthony Fowler and other people from the Liverpool boxing scene and realises that you know is more to life than a football rivalry. Mm. That's that's it, and he's a really young guy. I, you know, I was lucky enough to spend pretty much a whole day with him at yeah. Dave Dave Allen's uh, Dave Allen's Open Workout not long ago, and I suppose I was with him the whole day. Just sat there. he was a nice bloke, Umar. He was a nice enough guy, really young. He's like 21, 22. So if he's you know tweeted these dumb things, fucking you know four or five, you know when he was like eighteen, you know, yes, it was really out of order, and it's not a thing you joke about. Um, you know, especially in public, but he's a young guy, and young guys say dumb shit. And you, you know, these young kids now, a lot of it is about like savage life and savage, you know, being a savage. You know, yeah, it's 100%. Uh, trying to shock your mates, shock humour. It's the thing now with the young guys. You go on Twitter, you see all sorts of things. You see uh, Munich memes, you know, from Man United, and you see all sorts of really fucked up shit because that's it's like gall it's the british way it's gallows humor yes he went too far of course he went too far um but i just think if, you know if you you know he's a young guy he's done something stupid but it's not unforgivable he didn't kill anyone um but i hope he finds his way back in maybe not maybe maybe not into boxing maybe he'll do something else of his life you know i think what's happened what's happened i think well he's not he's not they've not sacked him he's not jacked i think they've just kind of just taken him out of taking him out of rotation for a while okay but i just don't i just think it'd be hard for him to go back because liverpool's such a 
hotbed, Liverpool boxing hotbed, you know, and I think it's it's gonna it's gonna stick with him, isn't it? You know, this and it may just be a good idea for him to just go and do something else for a while. Yeah, I suppose so, but I think I'll forgive him. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because everybody deserves a second chance. I think. Yes. Anyway, best of luck to him. Um, so yeah, cool. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk again on Sunday after the fight. Okay, mate. All right, take care. Right. Bye bye. How do I fucking stop this now? Stop recording. Sports Social Podcast Network.